Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Knickknack Podcast. Season 11, episode 34, I had a nightmare last night. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the waking nightmare that is happening right now, particularly pertaining to the internet. So we'll talk about that, as well as a number of other things, I'm sure. Guest starring in this episode is Angela the Cat, who is making noise in the background, and I can't do anything about it. So, let's get started. Grab your favorite tobacco product, grab your favorite beverage, we'll be right back. products and beverages I'm running out of coke and um, there are only so many um, tubes uh, what I do is I use a tobacco injector uh, to inject uh, tobacco into uh, filter tipped tubes that uh, you gotta fill up and um, I'm running out of tubes, so not running out of tobacco, fortunately, but running out of tubes, and without the tubes, it's going to be incredibly hard to smoke the tobacco, so um, that's annoying, but that is not what I'm here to talk about. I am here to talk about the internets, um, so the FCC has decided that they are going to roll back net neutrality. Uh, I've talked about this before. I need to talk about it again, which is incredibly annoying. Uh, net neutrality neutrality directly affects, or lack thereof, directly affects this podcast. Um, at best, it'll mean that your access to this podcast and your ability to download this podcast will be extremely hampered by throttling, um, which basically means that your speed at which you're able to download this podcast and podcasts like it will be drastically reduced because it's independent media and it's not mainstream media and the big media conglomerates that run the internet i.e. Comcast, i.e. Verizon, AT&T, um... Uh, not Quest, well, maybe Quest, um, and um, Cox, uh, Internet Communication, uh, companies like that do not want you to go anywhere else but their cable network for video and audio content, um, and they are going to do their best to hamper any other uh, sources of media out there. Um, at worst, you could see, uh, packages, uh, your internet split up like they split up your airline fare these days. You know, you pay a basic fare, so you pay your basic fee for the internet, however much that is. Uh, I pay about $80 a month, uh, because I need to upload, uh, as well as download. But they could uh, add to that fee. They could add a music fee. They could add a social networking fee. They could add a video fee. 
um, and these fees would only enable you to access services like Netflix or Amazon Prime. They would not pay for the service itself, that would be a separate fee. So imagine your internet bill is $40 a month, they add on to that a multimedia fee of $15 a month, so now your internet bill is $55 a month. And then on top of that, you have to pay Netflix, which is 8 bucks a month, roughly, at the minimum. So now you're dealing with, uh, you know, uh, total your total internet fee being, you know, something like uh, $68 uh, just to have your Netflix, basically. Um, and, uh, that's just the start of it. If you want, uh, social media as well, you know, you're probably talking $75, $80, um, in that neighborhood. So you're, you could see a dramatic increases of price and, uh, potentially loss of access or reduced access to sites like this. So it is really, 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 really important that you call your congressional representative, that you call your senators. Um, information on how to do that is just a simple Google search away. Um, that's another thing that we might uh, be limited in being able to use. You might be uh, limited to using Yahoo instead of Google depending on your ISP um, because certain ISPs own certain search engines. The only other main search engine that I can think of is Yahoo, off the top of my head. I don't think Alta Vista exists anymore. Um, maybe Ask Jeeves still exists. I doubt it, though. Um, so, you know, Google is a mainstream site, certainly, but uh, you could pay a premium for Google. Um, so, the point is, call your senators, call your congressmen uh, or congresswoman. Uh, and let them know that net neutrality is important to you. Um, and hopefully there will be a bill written up to protect net neutrality if enough, enough people speak up. Um, and uh, hopefully it will get taken care of that way because the FCC has a five-member panel. Um, they have been heavily uh, lobbied and uh, donated to uh, via the major internet service providers and the internet service providers are interested in getting money from you they are not interested in encouraging an open and free internet so if you like being able to access any information at any time any media service at any time uh, net neutrality is extremely important um, I actually had a nightmare about it last night um, I had a nightmare that I had to shut my podcast down, and if you listen to this for um, any extent of the 11 years, you know how important it is for me that I produce this podcast, mainly for myself. Um, it is a cheap psychologist. Um, I turn the mic on, I talk about what's concerning me, what's bothering me, um, what's making me happy occasionally, though not very often, um, and that gets put out onto the internet, and it helps me process my feelings, and hey, if people want to listen to it, that's great. Um, a startling number of you have decided to stop listening to it, I don't know why, 
Um, but, uh, you know, I'll take whatever listeners I can get. I got about 2,000 uh, downloads a month, or I was getting in that neighborhood for a while. It's gone down to the hundreds of downloads, so I call you, you my, I call you guys my fives of listeners because TBTL, uh, another podcast that I frequently listen to, which is owned by American Public Media, which is part of the NPR sort of network, so they're probably okay, but uh, they have the corner on uh, reporting their listeners as, as tens of listeners, so that's their thing. So I have five listeners. So um, that was what my nightmare was about. Other things that have been going on, um, I have... Um, really noticed through talking to my psychologist that a lot of the things that define me are encouraged by validation from other people. Um, basically an external locus of control. Um, and this is okay to some extent. A lot of people, um, especially in media, kind of, um, you know, measure their success or failure by other people's reaction to what they do, um, but in my case, um, you know, there's this question, uh, particularly surrounding the Thanksgiving dinner day, dinner table, um, and it's Thanksgiving as I record this, more about that in a minute, um, you know, it's like, so what are you doing for a living? You know, you get that question all the time, especially as somebody younger. Uh, I generally, to most people, explain that I'm a podcaster, even though podcasting pays me no money. It costs me money. Um, but, you know, for most people, that ends the conversation. For other people, they're going to ask, well, how does that pay you money? Does that pay you money? And, of course, the answer is no. So then they ask, well, how do you make your money? And then I have to answer, well, I rely on the government. And, you know, that can go into complicated and tricky places. Um, places that I don't want um, to have to deal with in casual conversation. So, um, I have to figure out how to spin and make myself look like a valued member of society when I talk to other people. Um, and like I said, for most people, it's just saying a podcast. But for other people, particularly family members that have long, known me for a long time, that know I rely on the government for my uh, continued survival, I have to uh, quantify and qualify uh, my reasons for existence. So there are a lot of things that I do for validation. Um, I'm trying to say that I'm working on my music for validation. Um, and that's somewhat true. Um, I've revisited some of my music and some of my songs. Uh, you can find it at Audio for Sale on nicknackjack.net, N-I-C-N-A-C-J-A-K.net. Um, just click on the button that says Audio for Sale. Read the little description, my little disclaimer. Um, and then click on the Bandcamp website and you'll be able to listen to the music. Uh, it streams for free if you want to download it. Uh, some of the downloads uh, right now are free. If the best of is free at the moment. Um, and you can also grab some of the other tracks uh, if you're so inclined. So, um, you know, I have these music 
things, they're all demos, you know, they're all tunes that are in my head, and I try to demo them acapella-ly, uh, because I can't really effectively play an instrument, and I don't have the MIDI connections that you would need to uh, plug an instrument in to create a backing track. So, um, I've used Band in the Box before to kind of give me an automated backing track that's worked on some of the tracks. Um, particularly Money, which I think is a good track that I've done, um, though there are others as well. Um, the problem with that is it doesn't always tune properly to the notes that I am singing, and I'll grant you I am a little pitchy, especially when trying to sing a cappella. Um, but it doesn't really sound all that great, um, particularly for tracks like Hellhole California, which is one of my favorites. Uh, also very poignant about our new world and the post-2008 uh, financial cra uh, crash that millennials find themselves in, uh, which I've talked about extensively on this podcast before. So that's just another uh, way that I've talked about the issue. Um, or, you know, creatively, uh, talked about the issue or created a creative product about the issue. Um, so, um, you know, I'm trying to get backing tracks to this. I'm trying to, um, make it sound palatable to the average listener. So maybe they'll buy it. Um, or better case scenario, maybe sell the songs, uh, to other artists, independent artists, I'm sure, but other artists that might be able to sell things better than I would, uh, thus hopefully giving me a little bit of pocket change. Um, so, in that vein, um, I purchased, uh, Magic's Music Maker, um, and I had a bunch of issues with this because I purchased it from Dell because I have a line of credit with Dell. Um, and I don't have any other money at the moment, so I purchased this with Dell, and they gave me a voucher code, and it improperly got redeemed for Movie Maker. Now, I have an older version, but still a functional version of Adobe Premiere Element, so I don't need another video editing suite, and really, I, right now, I don't need video editing at all, because the last time I tried to edit a video was June, um, and it didn't really go that well, as I've also previously described on the podcast. So, um, I really don't need video, but I need, um, audio. And in this case, I need, um, music. Um, so I, uh, contacted Magic Support. Um, the good news is I'm able, I was able to get Music Maker. Um, I've just got to get it to work. Um, it seems like... Uh, kind of a less than ideal piece of software. Um, I do, I have gotten and downloaded, um, Pro Tools first, which is a free edition of Pro Tools. I have no idea how to use it. I have a bunch of problems with, um, uh, MIDI synthesizers, apparently. So I'm trying to figure out that out and trying to troubleshoot that, but, you know, for ease of music creation, I want to get, um, Music Maker to work, and, um, I, you know, I just don't want to regret spending that $122 in credit, 
So um, that's been stressing me out. Um, I'm going to play with it a little bit more today um, and try and see if I can get a basic demo uh, going, maybe not of Hellhole California, but maybe just a, a, you know, an acoustic track of some sort. Um, so that's what I'm working on there. And again, that comes down to I'm trying to please other people. I have a lot of musicians in the family, so if I say I'm working on music, then maybe they'll say, oh, he's doing something with his time. He's valuable to society. He's worth something. Um, but again, you know, that's about pleasing other people. It's not about pleasing me. Um, and I took the time to write down a variety of my interests um, that I have, um, not necessarily wanting to connect them to careers, um, though that is a consideration, um, but, you know, there, cause there's all this, this old cliche, you know, if they say, if you do what you love, then you'll never work a day in your life, um, but increasingly in this current economy, you can't, uh, make money doing what you love. In my case, I love podcasting and I love broadcasting. I haven't made a cent doing it. Um, so it's probably time, probably overdue time to, uh, consider other career options, but, uh, those career options would be outright, outright work. They wouldn't be fun. They wouldn't, um, apply to my interests. Um, and I still want to, if I can, um, use my interests to fuel, um, how I survive and how I sustain myself in the world. And for the moment, um, it's very fragile, especially with the GOP tax cut, um, this being proposed. Again, call your senators, call your congressmen, because it would not be good for a variety of people, including graduate students, including people, uh, reliant on social security disability, and, um, probably social security in general, because they always want to cut that, so... Um, plus it cuts Obamacare, and while I don't love Obamacare because it's not universal health care, uh, it's certainly an improvement over what we did have, so, uh, preserving Obamacare, I would think, would be a relatively good, uh, thing to do. I still want universal health care, and I still am, um, more liberal than Bernie Sanders because I'm a socialist. Um, I would love to see universal health care. I would love to see universal access to the open and free internet. Um, I would love to see universal access, you know, so everybody has a place to live. Everybody has a basic income. Uh, that's the sort of stuff I'd like to see, and the GOP has nothing to do with that. And for the, for that matter, the Democrats want to have nothing to do with that. So, um, I don't know. It's, um... Uh, I live in a hard place, um, and I thought this was going to be more Rush Limbaugh ranty than it turned out to be. Uh, it's probably a good thing that it turned out to be a little less ranty than I thought it would be. Um, but nevertheless, um, it's really important that we wake up from this nightmare. I literally had nightmares about uh, the FCC stuff. Um, and of course, you know, if my benefits are cut, I'm, ha I'm happy with the way I'm living now, relatively speaking. Um, I have solid income, it's predictable. Um, I know what's going on, so I'm happy with that. I really don't want to change that, um, for the moment. Um, cause I'm working on 
you know, various projects, you know, I mentioned uh, trying to be on the board of the Peace and Justice Center here in Chico, California, uh, trying to uh, volunteer myself to help other people struggling with bipolar disorder through Hope Exchange, um, and doing other things, um, but those aren't things that uh, uh, pay money, um, but those are things that matter, um, and, you know, I I've said before on this podcast, I think, and I'll say it again, uh, there are many, 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 many jobs uh, that need to be doing, need to be done, um, and are worth doing. Um, Not many of those jobs pay, so, you know, capitalism uh, focuses on what's profitable, Um, but I really think we should focus on what needs doing, because there are all sorts of things to do in the world, and if you're not doing something, then you're probably not actually contributing to society, whether you get a paycheck or not. Um, So all those are things to consider. Call your senators, call your congressmen uh, about net neutrality and hopefully about uh, denying the GOP uh, proposed tax cut because, again, that'll have a drastic effect on disabled citizens, on low-income citizens. I don't know the finite details of the bill, but I'm sure it's going to affect Section 8, which I also rely on. Um, so all those programs are in jeopardy. Net neutrality is in jeopardy. Um, you know, I I got a lot of responses from my friends when I posted all this stuff about net neutrality. It's like, what did we do? I'm open for, I'm open to any suggestions here short of violence. And a lot of the uh, responses was a boat. Um, And we have to look at this realistically. Uh, The Electoral College is in place still. Um, Most people voted for Hillary Clinton. And as much as I hate her, uh, she would have been much better than Donald Trump, uh, certainly. And hopefully would have appointed different people to the FCC, which would potentially mean that net neutrality would not be an issue. Um, But instead, um, Trump and his cronies are are threatening it, and we got a GOP tax cut on our hands uh, that needs to be fought. Um, And, you know, the majority of people voted against her, um, or voted for Hillary, and against Trump, but because of the Electoral College, uh, the voting, the direct voting didn't work, um, and we're stuck with Trump. Um, and that's not the first time that's happened in my lifetime. It also happened with George W. Bush in 2000, and we all know how much damage that did. Though, frankly speaking, I'd much rather George W. Bush than Donald J. Trump. Uh, fuck Donald Trump. Uh, is pretty much how I feel about that. Um, and I was doing so well with the lack of swears in this episode. Um, oh well. Um, so that's gonna do it for me. Till next time, call your senators, call your congressmen, stay safe, stay sane, happy railroading, happy landings. Bye. (laughs) 